Welcome to the Voice Junkie Podcast. I'm Chuck West. Today's guest is indie recording artist Clockwise. What's up, my What's man? Up? How you doing, bro? I'm Thanks doing good, man. It's been it's been a while, man. It's been a while. We're in trying times. Um, it's weird. It is so weird, man. How do you? How have you been coping with this new quote unquote normal that we're experiencing right now? Dude, I just have feel for everybody so much. And I'm probably on the luckier side of things because I had just moved into a, a new place in March, at the beginning of March, and I built a studio. Like, I'm in my studio right now, which is in a separate room in my house. So I can kind of come in and feel like I'm going to work. And I can clock in and be in here for a little while. You know how that is. And so yeah. I'm probably doing – I'm probably luckier than some people. All the responders and everybody are just – you know, I have so much respect. It's a weird time. There's going to be – a new normal eventually. Yeah, but. yeah. I mean, we're just not, it's so many things, so many layers of things. Um, I was actually going to talk about it later, but I might as well just jump into it. And that's just, we, we, we hinted towards the new normal um, and whenever that will actually happen. And what it looks like. And what it looks yeah. like, who knows. <laughs> but, you know, it's going to lead into my, like I said, I was going to talk about it later, but let me just jump into it now. Like, that question is, how can artists adapt during the new mm. normal, like during COVID-19, whenever we get to the new normal? I know the thing that in you being an indie, in, independent recording artist, you are probably experiencing a, a, a small fraction, probably, of what a lot of other recording artists yeah. are dealing with. Because we all know, if you know anything about music, you know mm. that the vast majority of your income is right. from appearances. Live Dude, event. I was just supposed to open for my guy Riff Raff in Boston. Right, literally the week I was supposed to be there on like the sixteenth or something, and by the twelfth, that's the same week. <laughs> that's a week of the the closing. <laughs> yeah, and I remember calling everyone. I'm like, they're probably gonna cancel it, dude. And then, yeah, sure enough, that was that week. So, but yeah, I, I feel uniquely positioned. That's what I will say. Is that because for the last two years, I've spent a lot of time and resources on. What can I do my, at my house? Because everything now is the internet, green screen, send out recordings to get processed later. Like you send a lot of video and audio out to other people to clean it up and fix it later. So I've sort of spent the last two years recording albums in my pajamas, stepping out to shoot the videos, do my hair for the video but, and, and the tours. But in general, I've been trying to figure out I, what everything I can do from home. So I have gear here. I have, you know, video, audio, I have lights, I have everything I can figure out. So I felt like positioned for this. Yes. Yeah. So you were already, you were already kind of, um, it sounds like you were already kind of transitioned into kind of what everybody is doing right now. Cause you see a kid that's 13, you know, I've been rapping for 10 years. God bless. I've had a great, you know, great career thus far, but you see a kid that's 13 that comes in and he plugs in a Scarlet and he plugs in a GoPro and he plugs in a thing. And all of a sudden he's got like a recording studio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right there. yeah. And I, so I saw that in LA everywhere I went when I was making an album in LA, all the kids just had a setup in their bag, you know? And I'm like, okay, what can I do with that? Cause now I can record if I wake up and my voice feels really warm that day. And I just, you know, I don't have to book time, go drive over, park somewhere. I just like go in the room. Yeah, and that's, know, and, and that's interesting. Warm. And that's interesting. You said that that that's kind of like the the atmosphere in LA and how those artists kind of um, do and handle their business. And it kind of made me think as you were talking. Like I remember reading the article with uh, Fiona Apple, 
mm-hmm. when she, you know, was uh, releasing her um her uh, his her latest album that came out. Sorry, yeah. the, the the title escapes me at the moment. It's very long and poetic, as are they all. <laughs> I love Fiona Apple. She's so good. She's so talented. So good though. Yeah, but she records like that. So yeah. she lives out there, and. And as you were saying, I was thinking she popped in my head because, I, like I said, I read the interview and she talks about her setup is pretty much like that. It's like pretty much a garage band setup. <laughs> All the stuff she recorded the album, I think, off of Garage Band. Right. I even remember like when I was working on A Little Respect with DJ Quick, who's obviously like done so much recording and producing for people, he was telling me that they did. Down, down, down with him free and AMG, which is like an old famous old West Coast song in his house, and he put blankets out. <laughs> this was in the late like the late 90s, and he said he had the mic there and he put layers and layers of blankets over it <laughs> and did it in his house. So I mean, as long as you have gear, you have a good engineer, have great engineers to help clean the stuff up. I mean, the gap is so small between what you had to do at KM or the hit factory and what you could do during quarantine not that different yeah and 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 that's the thing it's just the evolution of how we conduct our business how technology is growing and how technology is helping us conduct our business in a in a way that we never um imagined before like two years ago we knew technology was out there but we didn't know we can actually run television shows off of it we could do all of these things that you're seeing a lot of these major networks doing now because they're forced to adapt yeah. to a lot. You know, like for me, I'm just like, I've been doing this recorder, you know, whether it's YouTube or whatever. A lot of us, uh, you know, small podcasters or small media people have been doing this stuff for several years. So when we see these yeah. major networks, they're coming in now. They have to keep up with you now. Yeah, they it's like. Keep up with you. It's and like that's guys, the thing. It's like, we're hipster. Call me a hipster today because. I was doing it when it was cool, you know, before it was cool, but now it's cool. Everybody's on it and it's all right. It's all good. You know, it's almost better now because that's what I mean about being uniquely positioned now is that all those people that had the budgets and all that, they, the major people, they are in the great equalizer with you. Now they're in their house with a light ring and a cell phone trying to make their, yo, Leon Bridges new video is him in his kitchen, you know, shout out to Leon, but like, all I'm saying is there's no major label budget. There's no huge tours. You're not competing with the Honda sponsored hundred day tour. Now that a major artist is doing, you're not competing at radio. They can't go up to hot 97. They can't go up to shade 40, but like everyone has to stay home. Yeah. We have the same tools that the major artists have right now. There's, it's actually a much more competitive playing field during quarantine. In my and, 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 and just to, just to piggyback off of that, I mean, because I've been watching um, a lot of, you know, I've been watching The Voice. Mm-hmm. I've been watching American Idol. Do you watch Mass Singer? Mass Singer is my I watch Mass Singer. Oh, I love it. So I, I didn't see the new one yet. So, but, uh, <laughs> I tell you. Uh, but I, I, it's funny, especially specifically on the more uh, competitive uh, musical shows like The Voice mm-hmm. and uh, Idol. They had to literally reconfigure their whole entire thing because of the pandemic. So, like you said, everybody's got the ring light. Everybody's yeah, got yeah. the iPhone set up. And to to the credit of all the engineers and the producers, man, they've been putting together. Because I I understand this because I you know just working a little bit in radio, mm-hmm. and seeing just the engineering side as far as how sound 
manipulating sound. Audio is hard. It is hard. Like mastered, everyone's different voices from different machines coming in split screen and then mastering that audio. It is the hard audio manipulating sound. Yeah. That's why I I like to call it. Manipulating Mm -hmm. sound is the hardest thing to do. It's the hardest medium. Video is just capturing a bunch of moments and putting it together. That's really what video is. Sometimes you get lucky with video too, like without a lot of extra frills. Like sometimes the light hits you the right way or a car drives by or something happens that like hits the footage the right way. It's a little bit more like lightning could strike. Yeah. Like happenstance. But it's still, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's still easier to construct it. It's still easier to put it together. Whereas sound, man, sound is so hard, man. It's like, because I, 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 I'm still learning how to be a better sound guy, you know? And it's like, man, you'll sit here for several hours like, God, this damn hiss. I can't get rid of this damn hiss. And video, you don't have to worry about that. You know, right, video right. Is, is, you know if, the, if the sound is bad in video, you could just put an instrumental over it. <laughs> Problem <laughs> that's, song. Like, that's the recap, the rap yeah. recaps, yeah. So, so and that's, that's the lazy way that they're handling right. They do concert footage with no actual audio. They just show the concert footage with like a studio track under it. It's like my least favorite kind of recap. That is the lazy way of handling poor sound. Right. So because, and again, I can't get upset with that because like seeing it on both sides, being familiar with both sides, I know how difficult, how insanely difficult it is Mm -hmm. to have good sound. It is one of the hardest things. Have you watched SNL? That they've been doing because I've watched. That's the one thing I haven't been seeing. I haven't been getting. I haven't been seeing SNL. They've gotten better and better. The first one they did, Tom Hanks hosted it in his kitchen, and there's no laugh, laughing audience. Not laugh track, but there's no audience. So some things feel weird. The monologue feels weird. Weekend update feels weird. But they've gotten better and better at it. The last couple weeks, like it's all editing. It's all about the video and audio editors, like making it fun, making these little boxes of people's faces fun. And you know, what, what can you do with it? It's pretty interesting because they're doing comedic too. Like what can you comedically do with a bunch of boxes of people's face? Yeah, it, 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 and, that, and that's a And challenge. no wardrobe, no costumes, no sets. People are like, a lot of people on SNL like uh, that are doing funny skits, like Kate McKinnon seems to be doing them in her house. And she'll just like write a sign of like, this is such and such for a set. It'll, you know? <laughs> and you just have to go with it. It looks like high school theater. Yeah, it's but you know wild. what? But you, but you know, the purists, the purest, yeah. the 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 um, what's that that show? The Glee, crowd, right? The Glee crowd who are uh into the performance and yeah. the, the the shiny objects, they're gonna love this. They're gonna. It's be like, an experiment. Oh, it's essence. worth watching. They're gonna say, "Oh, the essence of the the acting and the delivery," and I respect right. that though. I do respect it because now you're stripped of all the other shiny objects and you just have your talent. That's it's it. whether you can act or not, or whether the camera will swallow you whole or not. Yeah, without sink or swim. makeup and music and everything else. Yeah, sink or swim. This is legit sink or swim times. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I respect those. You know, because a lot of that is, um, you know, it's ad libbing, man. A lot of it mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, what's the um, the actual term for? It? I call it ad libbing. Well, improv. It's or improv. Whatever, yeah. yeah, you're right. improving a lot of it, and yeah, the structure that you're putting in place by topics. But a lot of it is improv yeah. and just going with the flow. So, you know, now you see, you see, you know, even in Tonight shows and everybody's kind of just doing this 
this this virtual thing and mm-hmm. it's cool it's cool i respect it it's gonna be weird that that's what it's gonna be for a while i mean for a while it's oh. so odd it's so odd to me we've never experienced anything like this where like the modern technology doesn't have this it's not like oh this is the fix no <laughs> like no, get ready the fix is waiting yeah <laughs> and, and being patient but uh, just and it is it is the time to drop music and drop yeah, art. Yeah, and, yeah. And, the, and the bar is this one, I mean like the bar is a little bit lower like what you're talking about like your content creation doesn't have to be shiny and have a Maserati and you know it, it can be what you're talking about because that's what everything's at now listen it's, it's as, a, as a writer as being a writer a former writer I mean it's all what you learned from the beginning from the get go was content is king mm-hmm. so right. I, you know, I, I follow a bunch of YouTube pages and personalities and they don't have the greatest video. They right. don't even have the greatest sound. It's just that I follow them because of their personality right. and their topics, their content. What are they talking about? And that's what I always follow. It's like, it doesn't have to be wrapped up in a bow. It doesn't have to be perfect. But- and doesn't have to be just music. Like that's, what's interesting is you, you like to see how somebody reacts to situations, what their ethics, what their views are. Like, that's why people like Cardi B so much, you know, like yeah. Cardi's music is great, but it's also just that she shows you who she is by how she reacts to stuff and everything else. I mean, that's, and she's not as dumb her. and she's not as dumb as she looks. Right. And you or feel the away at somebody. Yeah, she, she's, she's, you know, she's very uh, deep when it comes to certain subject matters, you know, but like, just to ping back to the artists and what they're going to have to do and what they're going to have to adapt to during this time. I was thinking, I was talking to my brother-in-law and I was just like, when the last time, it's been a while since I've seen, um, it's been a while since I've seen um, people posing with the money phone. <laughs> <laughs> All that stuff is out of touch. And like, there's a scene in Jerry Maguire. Well, where, they ain't got um, no money. Nobody's, nobody's touring. If you check out the, uh, like Tom Cruise tells his client, Cuba Gooding Jr., who's mad about how much he's getting paid, and Jerry Maguire, he says, talk about how much you're getting paid or not getting paid is not what inspires people. That's not what inspires people. And right now we're all desperate for like authentic inspiration, just good news. And, uh, you know, a lot of, especially in hip hop, we like to flex and say, we're okay, we have this, this, and this, but that's not what inspires people. No. No, and, and, and it's, it's forcing people to be a little more deeper right. or to, to, to kind yeah. of internalize themselves a little better. Themselves. Yeah, Absolutely. Yep. yep, because that's at the end of the day, that's what you have. And it goes back to my point. Like, it doesn't have to be in a, wrapped up in a shiny bow. It's like, just entertain me. Be authentic. Be, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be perfect. The video, the sound, nothing has to right. be perfect. It's just entertain me. Be authentic. And have really good dope content. Yeah, and have something to say. I mean, I think, and also I noticed, like what the, what I've been doing the last couple of years with the East of Exile EP and the Dangerous Youth EP that I put out, and the new single that's coming out is to really make sure it's all grounded in a story and storytelling and talking about me or talking about someone I know or talking about a kitchen table issue. Like I'm really done with music that's surface level, and I think since but- we've had such a great <laughs> we've had such a terrible couple years with like the election and everything we just had a terrible time so like i think everybody is over being sold to they're over being sold some ad or some escapism i think people are like uh know it when they see it when they see something real and that's where everybody's at now yeah and 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 and, and, and credit to them i think it's just it's growth it's all yeah. it is it's just growth i mean 
people are growing as far as their taste levels and what they and again it's it all falls into age buckets too it's like right. at a certain point you know like even your fans they're getting older mm-hmm. but they don't want to hear about hot boxing and the chicks and bars and all. it's like you've evolved now you know what i mean like you and that that's the weirdest too and that's why you have to swim in lake you and you got to figure it all out because my life hasn't changed that much you know i i've just been i've been all right you know uh god has gotten me this far i've just been able to make music and i get to chill and like you know my life isn't that stressful and i have people my age that have kids and this and that and uh you know it's hard for them to come to a show. Yeah, you know, da da da. And yes. so you just hope that you're speaking for them though. You have to know who those people are and keep them in your story, in the storytelling, so that they you know, you know who they are and what what they're about. Yeah, but you you listen, for you though, more specifically, just to talk more uh in more detail about your work, is that the one thing about you is you've always kind of diversified your mm-hmm. subject matters. Always. Like yeah. you know, like uh, art of the art of falling apart yeah things like that like you've always touched those subject matters those touchy subject matters about being in a tough relationship Mm -hmm. or going through things internally with yourself yeah you touch all of those points you've always been responsible to your listener i really appreciate that because i feel like i hear so many different things on it or read so many different things on the internet every time a video comes out or album comes out you read everybody's kind of perspectives on everything. I like to, I don't care. I like to read it all. And so some people are a stick in the mud about one thing or another thing, but it's nice to know that, you know, through What's your all, biggest, you see, that's funny you brought that up. I hate to cut you off. What's yeah. your, you say you listen, you, you, you read it all. So yeah. my question is, I just thought about this off the top of my head. What is the biggest uh, net positive you hear? And what right. is the biggest net, uh, the biggest negative that you hear? I do hear like what you're saying that people say certain songs got people through hard times. Like there's certain songs, you know, that have gotten people through their thing and that's the best. And I hear yeah. that. And like, I know a couple of people that got tattoos of lines or something, which is wild, which is such a responsibility. But like, I think the other side of it is just that sometimes you're always going to be misunderstood. I feel like people think all this stuff, like I, I just got all this stuff and it was given to me all of a sudden and I was out here rapping and people don't realize that like I've been putting in the work and I approach it as an artist. I approach it as a real songwriter. I don't approach it in any false way. And I think, you know, I've definitely, because I'd like to do diverse things. I've done pop videos on big boats. I've done disco videos, things like that. And if you get away from the message and who your people are, sometimes they get confused. And so, yeah. I love all my work, but I also think that I had to zero in on on what is authentic to, to the people right now. And your and your best strength. Yeah, yeah, and I and that's what I like talking about because it's hard to get it's hard to get through the week. It's a feat to get through the week sometimes. Yeah, it is. It is, it is. <laughs> that's more immediate to me. That's more interesting to me right now. At the end of the day, I think a, a lot of artists don't look at it that way. They just like, you know, they they get caught up in their own musing, like they. Mm-hmm. And they and they forget you have a responsibility. It's like being a chef. You yeah. have a responsibility to cook up this nice meal. You ever see that that movie Chef where it's like uh, the owner of the first restaurant the chef works at? It's a good movie. He goes, uh, Dustin Hoffman's the owner. He tells him, just play the hits. 
play the hits, you know, make the three things that everybody likes, but that's not pushing anything forward. That's not telling any story. And so the chef wants to make more interesting things. And that, that's sort of what it's like sometimes. You can just play the hits or you can try and push the needle. Yeah. I'm into pushing it now. Yeah, and, and, and again, it's just, again, as an artist, you, you just want to, you should always, first of all, you should always want to push it. Mm -hmm. You should never want to settle on, you don't want to put yourself in a box. Once you put yourself in a box, then right. you become repetitive. Then you become, you know, you don't grow as, you know, mm -hmm. the whole point is growing as an artist, you know, that's the whole point. Dude, and I learned so, I learned so much every day, man. And just taking care of yourself. Cause like you were, you so nailed it, which is funny. Cause we did not even previously talk about that, but the art of falling apart was, was a total breakup album and I love <laughs> it, but it was a total, I was in what I would say it was, 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 man, I really appreciate that dude. Cause you can't, I can't tell you how much of my actual heart, and how much of me was in that album? Because I w went through probably what I would say was like an abusive relationship, which everybody goes through. And it was like, you know, I'm fine. But it took me so long to dig out of that and figure out what it all meant. And that album was like, could not have been more left everything on the table. And so it's just yeah. awesome that it hit you, that you get it. Well, I, you know, again, I, being an artist myself and knowing, I, people don't really understand, like, it, it's the greatest part about being an artist is, the, the work that goes into every project like there's a story behind everything like it, yeah, inspiration like comes from the most you know obscure places sometimes i like the chapters that people have sort of like prince or madonna where every album is sort of like a different era like yeah. you had like the purple rain era the symbol era the uh, before that you had the like uh the revolution era you know like the original you had madonna had like the music era the Vogue era, the American life era. Like, I, I love that, you know, and yeah, you have she, to have enough room to stretch. She's Madonna, she's, but she gets it, man. She's, right. a, she's a chameleon. She's And yeah, you, you just have to give yourself enough room to want to be like as great as some of these people and just take inspiration from great I people. I mean, everyone can't be, everyone, first of all, you have to be incredibly strong to do that because you're leaving yourself, you have to be cool at being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. When you switch off, you don't know what's going to work. Right. You're just like, this is what I feel right now, and I'm gonna put it out. Hopefully, my base um, rides with me. But I, you have to put yourself in a vulnerable place to even do that. You know, I'm thinking about like not everyone could be Madonna, not everyone could be Bowie. Right, right. Not everyone could be Bowie. A great example. Bowie yeah. is he's a he's he's not of us. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. He's you know he's in a different planet, literally. You know what I'm saying? Like you know when. I was watching, um, it's funny, this is like a sidebar. I was watching, um, I think it was last week, me and my wife was watching The Runaways. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, you see um, uh, Sherry. The right, thing, right. You see her, she was, a huge, she was a huge Bowie fan. And I'm like, you have to be a different kind of icon. Yeah. You have, when, you, when women want to be you, <laughs> women want to right. be that's a different kind of a level of iconic status when you got men who love you and you got women who want to be you men and women want to be you and it's just you know it's like lightning striking all the right things they're sort of like a perfect storm to get that kind of iconic album is just like it hits the, at the right time for the culture it's the right thing for the culture it's the right imagery everything hits the right music everything hits at the right time and you have an iconic you know experience like that
Yeah, and 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 but you know, like you said, but, you, you know, know, you have to. There has to be a rudder to the boat, though. Like, and that's <laughs> and I don't and I don't go from doing like pop music to country music. This it's all just hip hop. It's all lyrical, thoughtful hip hop. But it's just that it can it can wear different, you know, little skins as I go through my career. But it has to have a rudder to the boat. It all yeah. has to. Well, have yeah, a best you're, you're rooted in hip hop. That's right. Exactly. That's that's the base of all your inspiration. It comes exactly. from that base. And that's fine, you know, but you, you like, you know, again, you're not afraid to just go outside of that. It's yeah. still here. It's still rooted in this, but you put branches on it. And I love that branches. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. yeah, we did a couple. The first couple albums are all live instruments and it's hip hop records. And I still had it logged out in Pro Tools with metronomes and such. But it was all live instruments because it was easier than samples at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And that's a good thing, too. People forget, like. And that's like now, as I, on the other side of it, as far as musically, I like, I like when artists want to do it that way, when they want to be a little more original. I, my goal, my hope is people, uh, artists try to be more original. You know, like, it's cool to sample. I grew up in a sample era. I love that shit. You know what I mean? Like, but it's like, it's not always worth it either because it's like, if you know the business, you yeah. know how this, you know the business. Samples are so hard to get cleared. Get clearances so are so tricky when a lot of times you just want to put the shit out. Mm -hmm. And you can't do that if you got a bunch of samples attached to it. And that's the thing is I've always felt like, and this is definitely indicative in all the music, but I've always felt like I'm the MC, I'm the ringmaster at this circus. I should be able to make the beats hot. Like, I forget who's, there's a rap line like that. Like, you need the beats, the beats, the mirror. I don't know who said that, but that's so, I, I should be able as an MC to figure out what the beat needs to elevate the whole song and make the beat hot. You know what I mean? Fast, fast. That doesn't mean you pick bad beats, but sometimes you pick interesting beats or you take a risk on like, yeah, reworking something without a sample, replaying it because your, your job is to make it hot. I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, it. that's what you got to do. And like, you know, you just if it's all the beat and it's not you, then you probably shouldn't be doing the record. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't say that any better. <laughs> That's the best way to go about it. But um, yeah, I mean, let, let, you know, so I I want to pivot to uh, since we're in music, let's pivot to verses. Uh, what do you, first of all, what do you think about verses? It kind of came out of nowhere. And now, for y'all out there who don't know what verses is, it's a collaborative project from Swiss Beats and Timbaland, a super producer, uh, and they came up with this idea called Versus, where they essentially put together um, two musical entities against each other, whether that be producers, executive producers, writers, artists, don't matter. So they, yeah. they pick those guys up against each other, and they've been doing a lot of these battles over Instagram Live. Uh, first and foremost, what do you think about it? And Secondly, do you think that, because from what I've been hearing is that these guys want to venture out and, and include, you know, comedians and include even athletes. So I'm not sure how they're going to do all of that. Well, obviously, if you do athletes, you're basically doing one-on-one. -on -one. I guess you'd have to pull stats up, right? You'd yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's what Swiss was saying, that they, that's, yeah. the, that's the greater goal. But right. um, first is, what do you think about it? Secondly, do you think they should branch out side of the music uh, genre? 
I love it. I don't think there's any losers in it. I think it's only winners in it because everyone talked about Teddy Riley. I've gotten to hung out with Teddy Riley a couple times. He's a really nice guy, but like really? this is the most pressed Teddy Riley's gotten in 10 years, probably. Like everyone in the whole world is talking about him. Yeah. And it, it pulls your Spotify up, it has people pull your YouTube up and just you know, if people were touring, they'd pull that up. But yeah, I don't think there's any winners or losers in it. Same thing with Rizza, like Rizza had hard audio, but everybody was just pulling Rizza up for a week. I mean you have the entire internet. Who you think? Who you think? Who you think won that battle? I, I'm primo. I'm a primo person. Your primo not, guy. Not even because of the audio. I'm just into the primo BPMs. Like he's a guy that I grew up on Gangstar and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. Uh, the See, Nas I'm, I'm, I'm different. I like, I love them both. You know, Jay Z's one of my favorite rappers. I mean, I listen to Nas when I grew up. All yeah, this yeah, stuff. yeah. The Jay shit primos. Woo. Yeah, and I. I just love, I just like RZA, man. I hit his beats hit me differently sonically. Like, yes, I just like his style. You know what I mean? Like, I when he There's played some, like liquid, yeah. when he played like uh, verbal intercourse. There's some rounds where he shook the concrete. How do you beat that? How do you beat? How do you yeah. beat verbal intercourse? That beat is yeah. that's one of the sickest hip hop beats ever made. Verbal intercourse, like yeah. That's probably arguably the greatest Nas verse. That yeah, that's was my favorite. That's my favorite. I think considered top five. You got that live at the barbecue. Da da da. It's up there. Like yeah. you know, like so for me, I like. It's no like you said. There's no winners or losers, man. I, I, and that's what's great is we're we're celebrating like we're both gonna be playing RZA and Primo tracks now all day. Like I I would love to see. I don't think it'll ever happen, but I would love to see Rule and 50 get get theirs together or have representatives play it for them. I'd love to see that because I think Rule has a hot 20. Yeah, people <laughs> sleep. That's an interesting Yo, one. people sleep on Ja Rule, man. I, oh, so I get it because of the whole beef thing, and we grew up in that, you know, mm -hmm. so we knew how things were, you know, rolling out, how things were happening as it was happening. But, yo – through all of it, the one thing that's that that is sad with the whole thing is that people lost track or forgot how really dope Ja Rule was. He Man. was doing something at the time. I wasn't a fan of all the stuff because again, I, I grew up listening to gangster rap. So right, right. you know, like it's only but so much soft shit that I could listen to <laughs> that I could tolerate on the hip hop side. But yeah. he was ahead of his time. In a sense that he was making these melodic. Oh, there would be no Drake. There would be no, no. A Boogie. There would be no, no none of that. No. Like he, he had to walk or so crawl so they could walk or whatever it is. You know, like he had to come over the hill and get the arrows so everyone else could do it. Like Jay Z says, yeah. And, and he took them arrows. He took them in full stride. And it's like and, I don't think he gets appreciated enough. Not at all. And you could really teach a college class on what went wrong with the year with his beef. Cause he definitely, there was definitely moves he made where he went left when he should have gone right. And they have the feds and everything. But the, even the first bunch of years though, like we grew up in the Def Jam golden era, second golden era. And like, oh, he had three or four albums before he had any problems. I mean, I just, I would love to see that versus, I'd love to see that one slap. Yo, people forget, yo, people <laughs> totally forget about his, his. He was the best selling male artist of whatever year it was on the second or third his, record. His debut album, it's one of my favorite albums. Like, uh, yeah. Betty Vichy, whatever. Yeah, Betty Vichy, yeah. Fuck yeah. Bruh, that album was 
crazy. Like, and I love 50 too. And it's, it's no knock to 50 because there's 50 songs that have gotten me through life. Like when days, uh, the days went by and stuff like that. I would hit that shit in the gym hard, man. But <laughs> it, it would just be a good one. I think there's no losers is my, it would be my answer. Yeah. But you know, obviously probably, I mean, I think, I think obviously fifth will win. I mean, if you, if just on the sense of him, cause it's a battle. So you'll be able to use mixtape stuff. Right. You'll yeah. True. Use, true. And Fifty is probably arguably the greatest mixtape artist of ever. all time. Yeah. Like, I mean, his mixtapes were just classic. Like. Yeah. Um. I mean, I was on Fifty. Uh, you know, an old friend of mine back in high school put me on to Fifty before he got big. Mm. You know, and yeah. that's when Power the Dollar was out. Mm -hmm. His oh, first, so his actual debut album. It was on Sony Records and. Obviously, he had a mix-up with Sony. And it's classic, man. It's that album, album was classic. And when I listened to that album, I think it was sophomore or junior year in high school. This might have been 02, maybe? Right, right. And at that point, 0102. And I was just at, I was like, oh, he's the next guy. He's, I knew it then. When I first heard him, I was yeah. like, yeah, he's, he's, he's next. And you'll never, there's certain people like that. Like I, I call it my personal thing for this is I call it the Obama effect. Cause it's sort of like once Obama got in the gate and they put him on TV, you knew you were never, no one was going to be able to like, he was going to bulldoze over the thing. The minute they put Obama on TV, you knew everyone else lost. Dude, like, I, I went to, I went to see, I remember he came out here, he did a rally out here. This was 08. Oh, I had to turn around. I was in the traffic jam for that. that was was I, I was lucky enough to go to that. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so there's certain people like that. I felt like uh, he was like, yo, he was like, he was like a, he was like a, it was like, like, like John Lennon yeah. or Paul McCartney was in town. It's like, new guy energy. It's getting it right on the first impression as a new guy. That new guy energy sometimes. He man. packed out the Hartford Civic Center or XL Center now. Mm -hmm. He packed it out. It was lines going around the block. I was on exit 48, fam. Like literally <laughs> with the chick I was dating in high school, we were on exit 48 and couldn't get off. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get in there. And, and, um, and so it's a yeah. good it's a good analogy you use there. Cause that's that's when you see it, when you when you see it, you know. Right. It's like push your say. It's like push T say. You know when you know you know. <laughs> yeah, big facts, and there. I mean, even think like I give um annoyed a lot of credit. Who's uh, you know I've been able to to chat with him a couple times, and as far as on what he's doing out here, he got it right on the first impression. Sometimes if you're the new guy and your package is right the first time, <laughs> it's just energy. It's that yeah. certain bulldoze. Yeah. So that's and, cool. And, and just on my side, I'm keep it real because this is my podcast. Yeah, and, yeah. And that's why it's called Voice Junkie. Like. Yeah. I I was I was mixed on annoyed to, right. when he first dropped because I think I think I'm gonna keep it on it like at, you know I think you can was, delete this later delete <laughs> it later. <laughs> no I'm not gonna delete it because it's gonna have a good ending to it yeah, uh, yeah. he he at in the beginning he I, he didn't he didn't win me over in the beginning because I thought that he was chasing a sound. Mm -hmm. when he first came out and i get why because you're an artist and you know with the you know radio and and i understand how that is because it's hard you know you want to you want to get all the ears you can get everything else can work out if you can get from an artist perspective and part of the reason i think you know i've had some interesting um career choices is that you're just trying to get everything else in the door you've got 10 other records that are spiritual records for you that you love and you but you can't get them to people you can't get them in the door 
I'm sort of like, you got to slip the medicine in the dog food. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and just, to, just to end it, like, on a good note, like, he, I, he didn't get me right away. I was like, ah, yeah. this shit seemed kind of, because I've seen it before. Like, I've seen artists come and go. And I'm just yes. like, I think he's chasing the sound. He can spit his ass off. He's very lyrical. That's no doubt about that. But I think he's chasing the sound a little bit. And then the following album, when he came out with Blame It On Jay-Z, Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, so, like you said, like sometimes you have to come, you know, present something differently so you can get to what you actually want to get to. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know him uh, other than a couple times that I've seen him at the club, like, you know, but I don't have any skin in that to solicit anything. But I just noticed that he had his image right, he had his music right, and he had the marketing and who it was for. Those are all things you got to look at as an indie artist. Yeah. Who is this for? What kind of car do they drive? What kind of stuff do they buy? What other artists are on their iPod? Is my music like that? That's format, right? You boom. And then everything else, having your image right, your brand right. It's just, I see a lot of people go around the carousel many times without all the pieces. Yeah. And, I, and I've seen, I, I, you know, I, I might adapt them up once or twice when he came through, through the radio when I was working there. Um, and, and again, and, an and there's note, other people like that. We fucks, it did note, we fucks with annoyed. We think he's a dope artist. Yeah, yeah. And I would say the same thing about Webby, you know, like same thing with Webby. I only yeah. know these guys a little bit. They know, oh, that's Clock, what's up? But I don't know him too well. But I just know that you watch somebody get it right on the first impression or just have enough of the pieces put together when they come out. And that's the lesson for people to take. And yeah. in quarantine, it's easier. In quarantine, it's so easy. Because yeah. everybody's working on PayPal. Go get a graphic designer to do your cover for 50 bucks. You know what I mean? Go get somebody to master your track for 50 I mean, you can literally be oh, out oh, here. Or ca- Cash App is very active right now. Yeah, exactly. Boom, whatever. But you can do it from your house. You can get all these things together as an indie artist. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, you know, and just to swing it back to Versus real quick. Oh, I mean, yeah. Versus is, is, I think it's a good thing. And I, I, I mentioned this on the last episode that I think they're at a point now where, or they're, they've approached a point now where I would like to see them move uh, their versus brand off of the Instagram live platform. Yeah. Because for many reasons, uh, A, for technical reasons, because mm-hmm. Instagram, and that's why you've had those technical issues. And I, I, I voiced this again in the last episode I, I recorded, right. but there's those technical issues when it comes to bandwidth, uh, all these sound sure. issues that you come across with when you have bandwidth issues. And Instagram Live has bandwidth issues because it wasn't created for this form, <laughs> this kind of form. Right. Because uh, they're have, getting 30 million views, right? In the things? Yeah. So they're uh, like Teddy Riley and Babyface's battle, they said got it you know, total around 3 million or 5 million or something. Oh, okay. 3 million. So something yeah, like yeah. that. That's so huge. Yeah. Even 500,000. Yeah. Like, so they started to have their issues around when they were getting 500,000 view- viewers at once and then it would climb and they would have their issues because Instagram, their bandwidth, they couldn't, they can't handle mm-hmm. it. So I think, yeah. you know, you know, I just wish that, and I think they're smart enough people. They'll figure it out. I think they will, eventually graduated to a, a platform that can handle it more. And the like, hard part is like, we're talking about how 
it feels tone deaf right now to charge for stuff because you know nobody has a job and da da da. And so like they're gonna run into a spot almost like Jay-Z did with title where they're gonna run into like, what can we charge for this? Is the culture gonna accept that or not? <laughs> they're not. And and that's yeah. the thing, and that's the thing, and this is because it costs money to yeah. run bandwidth on three it, million it, people. It, it, it does, but you know what? Figure it out. You yes. don't need to charge. Well, I agree. I'm I'm pro people, but I'm just yeah. it's gonna be an interesting thing to watch. Listen, happen. if I was a marketing person working in that team, of, listen, there's so many ways you can make the money. Yeah, ads, sponsors, shirts, all the boards, all the gear yes. could have things on it. Yes. Yeah. sponsorships. That's all this is. Just, just sponsor it. That's mm -hmm. it. Just get it sponsored. Have product placement. That's a whole nother bag. So you got yeah. product placement as a bag. We're we're doing this battle on an iPhone. We're doing this battle right. on a. a I'm Apple. mixing on my SMS headphones right now. Uh, or Microsoft. <laughs> Microsoft. We're doing. We got a bunch of Surface tablets. That, you right. know, like, you know, and, and, and like, uh, I think who's doing it? Idle or the Voice is using a lot of Microsoft stuff. Mm -hmm. And yes. but again, there's so many ways to get to the bag. You don't have to charge at the door. That's true. <laughs> like it's like that's why you're the tech guru. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's it it's like you said, it's very simple now. And like I said, I I would like to see them graduate and get to that point again. If Diddy's going to be involved, Diddy owns his own freaking network. Mm -hmm. He should be on Revolt. They could run them as a segment because they run all sorts of like cell phone grainy videos on Revolt anyway. They could really run these as a segment. It would yeah. be great. Yeah. So you can you could do these things. You you have the infrastructure in place. If you want to keep it just with the culture, yeah, you know, the platform should be Revolt slash, you know, you need like a streaming network like a YouTube involved mm -hmm. or Twitch. Right. And run it on the network side, because Diddy already has his own network. And if you want to run it on the exclusive side, far as uh, DSP, far as digital streaming provider, mm -hmm. you got title, which yeah. Jay Z still kind of still owns right. a, a portion of. So and that's one call away. For yeah, the players. culture, yeah. the culture element is there. Oh, you want another idea? How about we get Tyler Perry involved, who owns his own fucking town? Listen, somebody tag Tim Bowes was right now. Listening, <laughs> somebody yeah. tag them. Oh, I got a whole idea. Oh, that's going to be a whole nother episode. But I got a whole idea. Jeez, Yikes. one show. But that's a big idea. This shows you when you have a big idea, like we're talking about content. Yeah. It's king, man. Yeah, You're content is king. So it, it, the long short of it, everybody, content is king. So Boy. even though I'm spinning off the rails, it's all about content. <laughs> so on that note, on content, let's jump straight into film and television. Hmm. I saved that for last. That's the oh, you know, because you know, all I do is watch TV. I, I record and then I watch TV. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think that. You know what? And a lot of things. You know. You know, we've known each other for a little while now, and it all, you know, we're music guys, mm -hmm. but I didn't think that we would uh, be closer to one another. Right. Of, not music, but television. Mm -hmm. Like, you have a lot of traits that I have as far as the type of taste that I like Absolutely. as far as television and, and, and film. So, uh, for me, I'm watching... Um, I'm watching a lot of stuff, man. I'm watching um, the, the the new show with uh, Chris Evans. Um, 
Oh Apple. yeah, how Plus, is that? Is saving what is it? Fine, saving Jacob or something like that. Yeah, yeah, saving. It's Jacob good. Jacob. It's it's of course it's 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 shot very well. I mean, it's Apple. They're putting a ton of money in all their shows. Yeah, it's shot very well. Um, it's a good show so far. I, I hate the weekly release thing. Right. It's traditional TV. I hate that. Just give it all to me. That's such a bummer, and it pisses me off when then the ad says like such and such show is now streaming because like it's not really like one is. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know how you are. Do you, do you prefer it just given to you all at once, or are you? I would rather because I like to have a palette for the day, especially in quarantine. I like to have a comedy for the day, a like bang bang kill shoot 'em up show for the day, and like a thoughtful. That's what I've been doing. Day. Yeah. So like when I when I get on, you know, when I uh when I get a little spacey. Later in the day, I get a, I like to get a little spacey, right? And like I watch all my stuff that I, I line up um, each day, and then at night I like to watch more lighter stuff mm-hmm. where I don't have to think about anything, right? But I, I'm noticing <laughs> it's weird habit. I'm noticing that those things that I like to watch at night is like food shows. Mm-hmm. I love watching food shows. I've been watching a lot of um, the food shows on Netflix that has david chang involved mm-hmm. he's great that's all his guy, shows right? are great yeah the, he's like hip-hop guy I've yeah seen he's him. he's great. uh he's um uh uh he's he's a chef obviously he has yeah the well-accomplished show i've seen his show a couple times on just it's, bouncing um, around what is it called i've watched that i watched the uh thing the show with um god what is that guy's name he's an iron man He's an Iron Man. Oh, John Favreau, the chef. John show. Favreau. Yeah. yeah, the chef. Oh, I love the chef show. So, have you seen the chef movie? That that's I didn't on? see the chef the movie. I didn't see the it's chef great. movie, but I've seen. Great. I've seen all the seasons of the show. Yeah. Um, that it, thing they made for Gwyneth Paltrow was not edible. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever Gwyneth Paltrow gave these poor men to make was strange. Dude, Gwyneth Paltrow isn't she making like? Doesn't she? Isn't she distributing or selling? Uh, uh, incense with her vagina. Yeah, with the box. The box. Yeah, the offering. box. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's. <laughs> I love Gwyneth, man. She, she, she definitely, she definitely her that's own wild. person. You know what I'm saying? She definitely uh, follows the beat of her own drum, <laughs> and I respect that. I, I, I respect that about her. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know she's, yeah. she's got Whatever this that green thing was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you seen Lego Masters? Oh hell yeah! I loved it. Lego Masters was great. Lego Masters was great. I mean, they shout out to them because they do a good. They did a great job. I I I think Fox and Lego probably both collaborated on there. It was very. It it was very. Yeah, the. I will say this. It was a good. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't spare. They didn't spare any expense. Let's just say right. Like it was high budget all the way. Like it everything. was brilliant though because brilliant. people will buy Legos and people will be back to watch the show. I mean, it was like for Fox and for Legos, the brand synergy was just great. Oh, it, it was such brilliant. a win-win. Was, I mean, you know, I, I would love to get a behind the scenes as far as how much those episodes cost to yeah. shoot. Yeah, because you had you had stop motion, right? Special famous special guests coming in. I want to know how much that Star Wars episode cost. Mm-hmm. When you have actual movie props right. on set, 
You had the guy. You had the what's his name? C. Um, I always forget his name. Yeah, Anthony Daniels, C. Three PO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much? What? What was his price? What was his booking price? Because you were <laughs> high. So it's like. So now Fox was in the merger with Disney, right? So oh, that's did, right. Did Fox, I wonder if Fox's TV network rights IP went with the merger, 20th Century yes. Fox. Yes. So maybe they're able to use that through their parents. I didn't even think about it at the time. You're right. You're right. I didn't Quite think possible. It. Yeah, I no, think I, I think they, I think that's exactly what it was. Because Disney, again, you, you're right. Disney owns 21st Century Fox now. Um, far as all this production stuff, the only thing that they don't owe on the Fox side own is the, the news, side, right? Is the, is the sports. Oh, the sports. The sports and the news. They don't own that. But I don't think all, they wanted the news. They were like, no, thank you. No, no. <laughs> because, well, it, it doesn't fit Disney's whole brand, you know? Not so at all. I didn't think about that. That's a good that's that's a good observation. I didn't think about that. I was pissed about who won, personally. Wasn't my that wasn't my pick. They were so Oh, annoying. they're really yo, they're good though. They, they're real good. They're good. I mean, the bird was amazing. The bird with the wings was nuts. They, I, I, I would joke about them every week because me and my wife, my wife and I would watch it. And I would joke every week and say, they're talented as hell, but you can't tell me they ain't got some people living under the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> they're so annoying. Those are the people at the party that are just like, did we tell you we just got engaged? I don't know. Like, you know, those yeah, kind of yeah, things. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you told us that, Karen. Are, <laughs> right. You know, good. Uh, I, I like the guys. I called them the Timber Bros. They're oh yeah, I like them. I like my them. favorites. They were good. They were my favorite. I think they were very talented when it comes to just structure. That's mm-hmm. their. That was their whole thing: mechanics and structure. But yeah. I wasn't upset that the the creepy couple won because. They're really good, man. Like they were their color, excellent. their colors. They're so everything just looks so pristine. Like everything, everything they built looked like something you could buy. Absolutely, That's, and you and you can't deny good work, even if it's attached to something. Like that big monster, the baby thing that yeah. they did, and then yeah. the other little like the color sequencing that they used, the the, the color blocking. Mm-hmm. And, I learned so many things, guys, because they show you on the show things called like studs on side. Yeah studs on site yeah so that means something that's how you put the studs um there's there's all these words i forget some of the other ones that are like using the legos in new ways i didn't even know well of course everything has its own language i didn't even realize Leg- how deep right like, legos it's, were. A whole thing. <laughs> it's like no a idea. whole thing you know what i'm saying like there's <laughs> there's phrases there's terminologies that i wasn't familiar with at the time so it was cool. It was very high production. Shout out to Fox. Yeah. I was surprised Fox did some such a great job. I think production wise, Fox has been stepping it up. Like you said, Mass Singer. That's another thing. And to that those two, was major. Yeah. yeah. Had those two kind of. So it's like wow. It's like old school Fox coming back. I mean, mm. Fox was kicking ass in the nineties. Mm. Like you know when they had Living Color and they had. People didn't think they were going to make it either because they were launched. It was the big three for a while. It was just NBC, CBS, and or maybe big two. And then, boom, they became big three, I guess, because Fox jumped in yep. in what, like the 80s or something, 90s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and you got to understand, Fox is the same channel that gave you The Simpsons. They gave right, you right. all these massive uh, shows that Disney owns now. <laughs> so, so How it's, weird is that? It's weird, but it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes sense. You know, so, you know, I, I watched, I've been watching that. 
Um, I've also been watching, um, uh, uh, what's the other show I've been watching? I've been watching uh, Ozark season three. Oh, yeah. I, I, I watched yet? that. Oh, I've been finished it. When it came out, I, I you know, it's one of the shows that I, I, I get up for. Yes. You know, like it, I put it on my calendar. You know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to Jason Bateman, man. He is killing it. I didn't see The Outsiders. Uh, he got another show. Oh, that's on my list. I have a list here of shows for that we could I could recommend to people, and that's on it. It's excellent. And I heard like that was Ozark. a good show. I heard that was a good show. And he had a, a, a big hand in, you know, producing that show as well. So Jason Bateman is just, like, crushing it right now. Ozark His is direction just, is great. He's such a great director. I don't know how he's able to act in it and direct it, because that's what you notice in The Outsider, too, is that – if you're an Ozark fan, it's a little bit different of a type of genre, but it's directed similarly. And it's got a lot of just kind of quiet, creepy moments and like blue color correction. It's it's a lot like Ozark and it's Yeah, it's, and, and 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 the head head I mean, head and shoulders above a lot of shows. And mm-hmm. that character Ruth, man. Ruth is the best one, man. She, she's she's phenomenal. She's yeah. phenomenal. She, and she, she better win. She better win an Emmy for this season. I, be, I believe she has won from last year. And I had seen her on – did you watch Waco? That just came no, out? no, no, no. That's another She's one. also in Waco, which Waco. is high recommend. So if you like Ruth, she's so great. What an actress. Yeah. You know, she's, she's phenomenal. I mean, really, every character in that. I don't really dislike – Laura Linney is so crazy now. The wife, she's so crazy now. Man. Man, I don't know where it's gonna go. I don't know where it's gonna go. I mean, the ending, I don't want to spoil anything, but the ending right. of three is bonkers. And Ben should also win an award. The brother, yo, absolutely win an he, award. I'm glad you brought up Ben. Ben, um, god damn it, what was her his his last name? You forget Tommy Paul actor but, name. Yes, great. He played the shit out of a person, a bipolar person. Mm-hmm. I, I think he might. Out of all the stuff that I've seen, I think he's had one of the best standout performances I've seen with someone that deals or, or who cope, who has to cope with that yes. type of disorder. Yes. He was phenomenal at it. Like I liked how they explained it, too, because that was the best I could have seen it explained. Uh, just from knowing other people that do have that uh, disorder, was they said that your reaction to a thing might be a normal reaction, but his reaction to the same thing would be huge some astronomical thing yeah and like that's such a great way to explain that to people yeah yeah and and they they were really artful when it came to that i mean he was great he was great yeah he stood out and that show is so good because it's almost like about regular things that other shows are about except that if something goes wrong you're dead (laughs) (laughs) you dead then yeah so you know, so I watched that, and um, obviously, you know, I have to jump into it. Uh, the Good Fight. I'm so glad you're watching and talking about. You the good recommended fight. it to me. You know, yeah. I was afraid to get involved in it in the beginning because of CBS. It's you know, mm-hmm. CBS right now they're kind of any they're in flux right now as far as the content that they're putting out. Yeah. Um, CBS they really put out a lot of crap. They put out a lot yeah. of dad shows, what I call dad shows, which are like old dead bodies, zoom in on the photo. And well, that's it. their, that's their, that's their demographic. A lot yeah. of, for years, their demo CBS has been older, older demo. So yeah. they, they're getting out of that now. Like I read an article saying that since, you know, CBS and Viacom are one now. Right. That, that they're going to revamp 
CBS's standalone app and include a lot of Viacom properties in there. So Which is have, all the fun stuff like Nickelodeon and MTV, right? Stuff like that. Yes, BT yeah. as well. Wow. Um, Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. That's all under the Viacom umbrella. So Good. Once they do that, and I read the article said that, you know, they're going to revamp the app. You know how much I hate the app. <laughs> I don't have any better luck. And sometimes it likes to freeze after a commercial like CBS app. I hate to do this. Like, I love your I love your programs. But yeah, it's the coding is horrendous. It's horrendous. It and, just and goes black it. all the time. And sometimes it loses picture and the audio still runs. It's the worst app. They And they know it. But just to jump on the, the good fight. What a good show, man. Like. I'm very picky when it comes to show, certain shows. I'm specifically picky on lawyer shows because I mm-hmm. love lawyer shows. Like, I, I just finished watching Suits. Oh, I love Suits. I'm a huge I fan love too. Suits. I've been suits, watching Suits from uh, the beginning. Boston Legal, The Practice. I'm, I'm a big lawyer person. As I, well. I love Suits. I mean, my favorite all time actor lawyer has got to be the Harvey Specter character. Yeah. Harvey Specter character. You know what I'm saying? And you know Harvey's what? The best. And, and, and uh, that in. And I say how to get away with murder, the Annalise mm-hmm. Keating character. Those are my two top lawyers on TV. You know, have so. you ever watched uh, The Practice? No. It's got Dylan McDermott, who's on Hollywood now, and James Spader in the end. And um, Spader. It also has uh, Steve Harris, who's a great uh, like Tyler Perry movie actor. And there, that's a good lawyer show. It's an old lawyer show. It's on Hulu. But if you're a lawyer person, The Practice is amazing. Hmm, I keep that in mind. I keep that in um, mind. And also the good the good fight is a stem off, not that it has much to do with it, but it is a stem off of the good wife. The good wife. Which I don't know if you watch, which is a in the club of shows that had a bad name. Because the name doesn't have anything to do with the show. That might like have been the licensed lawyer. Yeah. That might have been that's funny. That's 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 interesting that you brought that up because that might have been one of the turnoffs that I had uh just originally checking it out right. maybe it was the title it's like ah it's called the good wife like what is that it won so many emmys at michael j fox and all sorts of good people on it so i i ran it one day oh speaking because, of michael j fox he was in a past episode yeah so you'll get the the genesis sort of of his character if you guys watch the good fight if you go back it was so good to see him it was so good to see it was so good to see him that's the first time because i didn't watch the good wife yeah so, yeah really that was the first time i've seen michael on tv for i mean acting in a yeah. while so when i seen that episode um you know the memo 618 episode yeah and uh i was like oh crap look at michael j fox man he's still great still brilliant still he's great, great actor. because he plays an asshole too like it's not yeah. like he plays like an oh poor me person yeah. he plays like a a real human but he's, he's so being. he's so talented as an actor like even yeah. with his condition he's still acting the shit out of the role and it's like it's great. It's like guys, yeah, Michael J. Fox. So it's not surprising. He lights it up. Lights it up. I also love. It's like, Michael what do you expect from Michael J. Fox? Facts. You know, and, so, uh, I love Michael Sheen season. Who's on Prodigal Son? I don't know if you watched that. Um, I I started Prodigal. I started Prodigal Son. I started Prodigal Son, but I didn't freaking finish it. And that show is just a cute little network show. It, it reminds me a lot of Hannibal. That's what I said. They owe Hannibal a check. Hannibal's a much better done version. I I just oh, I'm so upset that they never Hannibal never was renewed. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant show. It It, was great. I the best shows that I've seen visually in like the past five years, Hannibal's on there. Absolutely. That and 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 I don't know if you've seen Legion. 
Oh, I have only watched the pilot. I should go back to Legion. Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. If you loved Hannibal and the visuals, mm-hmm. the psychedelic visuals and the, the innuendos and all of these different yeah, things, yeah. Legion gives you all of that and more. I'm going to get and, him and, to it. And it, they did an artful job of putting you out there in space and having all these different things going on, but they, they did a really good job of bringing you back in mm. far as keeping you in the know of what's actually happening. Yo, Legion, I don't think it gets enough props. Um, they finished their season. It was only about, I think, three or four seasons. Mm. And, and, you know, it didn't get canceled. It was just – it just finished. Yeah, yeah. And it was – it was. I'm telling you, Legion, definitely check it out. It is funny. Now, did you see Westworld season three? Of course. Yeah, I'm on the end. I'm on the, like, last episode, but I'm, I'm so impressed with what they did this oh, year. Oh, visually? Yeah. Oh, stunning. Just the story. It's like simple, but in the right way. It's yeah, perfect. Simple, simple, but in the right way. And they did, a, they, they did a, I was impressed this year. Like, Very this season, impressed. Like visually, everything was on point. Everything visually was on point. Like, I have been worried about. And it looks very expensive. It, oh, it, look, it looks like the real world. And I've been worried about. Aaron a lot of that stuff, Aaron. a lot of that stuff is real. So like when you went on the street, it was a, it was a shot of. I think, um, um, uh, 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 what's her name? Hale, her mm-hmm. character. I think it was a shot of her on the street or something. And there was this weird ass looking bike behind her. Yeah. That's a real bike. Like Damn. they actually sell that bike, you know? So you know what's crazy. Did you notice people have face masks on in their future, in the future that this show has created, which was shot last year, I'm assuming all the people have face masks around the city. Why is that? So the, it made it so scary. But see, a lot of, but see, what we as Americans, we're so blinded. Right, but they have that, right? Yeah. Overseas people, all the time. People around the world wear masks all the time, you know, because of pollution reasons, because of, you know, whatever. It's such a little detail that made such a difference for me watching it that. Was, it, it was, was scary. It was masterful. Like, the ending is going to be great. Mm-hmm. You said you got one more episode? or Yeah, I'm on, I'm thinking I'm on seven or whatever. Seven, yeah, so it's only eight episodes. You'll like the way it ends. Um, it was done very well. Like, I, I shout out to uh, AT&T. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was well, one of HBO, right? Yeah, yeah I, that was one of the fears I had when AT&T was able to acquire Time Warner. I was like, are they going to fuck up Westworld? Right. <laughs> and Among they did. other shows, do you watch Barry on HBO? I, that's on my list. Barry is everybody I recommend. Barry. Everybody yeah. loves Barry. It's winning all these awards. I like um, Bill Hader, so... It makes I sense. did not know he had this in him. I'm a big documentary now fan of yeah. him as comedy. I did not know he had this in him. He plays a serious role, and it just he blows it out of the water. Yeah, so I I, I got to see that. Um, I've been yo, believe it or not. Oh, so let's get back to the good fight. We we let's say mm-hmm. so the good fight. I love where they they're going this season as far as the. Um, it's like, what is this mysterious? The rich and powerful getting away yeah, with stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? And it's cool. It's cool to even see Diane's character and how she's um, evolved into a so, different lawyer. She's a different lawyer now. The best thing, I love how they started the whole show. The pilot of the show, which is no spoiler, it's episode one, is Diane Lockhart, the lawyer, main character, loses all her money in like a Bernie Madoff kind of thing. So all of a sudden... Her retirement's gone. Everything's gone. And she had already kind of quit her big firm and she has to start over. And 
Um, that's similar to The Good Wife, where uh, she gets in a, a scandal and has to start over. And so the show's really about reputation, yep. about, you know, um, building and rebuilding. I, I was worried that they were um, having, because they're in season four now. Yeah. I was worried that they were going to follow or, or get down this path of her just losing her mind and being too fixated with Trump. Right. Um, I was worried. I was like, okay, all right, all right. The, the little the little organization she joined and all this stuff. Yes. And it was getting a little like fringe for me. Yes. And then I was like, okay, then they steered it away mm-hmm. and it went into a, and gave her character purpose. And, yeah. And that, that made sense to me. I was like, okay, good. Oh, great. Great. There's writers in the room who gets it. <laughs> it's a smart show. Every it's very experimental. Every once in a while it's like the twilight zone and you have to watch it and sort of give it a minute. It's written by the people that do evil. How do you like, yeah, show. yeah. How do you like that? You like evil? What, evil? I love evil. Yeah, it's, the season one is out. I think it got renewed. Evil is great. If you like Luke Cage as well, it's Luke Cage is the main character. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Ed Harris's daughter from Westworld. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's a lot like the good fight. It's like the good fight, but with supernatural things. It's like unexpected. Okay. There's detours into weird things. But at least it's not giving me a show I've seen a thousand times. Like you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's true. That's true. a new show. I love how it explores race and privilege and gender and uh, it just doesn't shy away from anything. They just had a whole episode about uh, reparations, how reparations should work. I mean, it's just not a show that shies away from anything. Yeah, yeah. I give them credit for it. I can't believe CBS puts it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, (laughs) notice, notice where they put it out at. Yeah, it's marooned on the CBS All Access. Yes, yes. They know, they, they know their audience. A lot of those people in their audience who are probably yeah. in the 60s are unfortunately voting on that side of things. Yeah. They wouldn't be as receptive to uh, that kind of nuance mm-hmm. and kind of deep thought of, hey, what about this? And why is this not happening? And it's not always with answers. It's not a show that tries to pretend it knows the answers. That's a good point. They it just examines it. Yeah, they examine it and they leave it on the table for you to interpret and, and for you to say, hey, you know what, that is interesting. Why is this? Or you may not disagree. You may disagree. Right. So I, that's, a, that's a good point. And there's like characters her. that agree or disagree. Like I found myself, I love Delroy Lindo, and I find myself usually agreeing on Delroy Lindo's side of things, but he's not always right. You know, it's just an interesting scenario. He's not. He's not. He's absolutely, that's absolutely the case. So to see, uh, I got to see last night's episode. We're filming Me too. This, you know, so I, uh, I have to see the last episode, which is, I don't remember what's that. Three or four, 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 something, four, or five. fourth episode. So yeah. I gotta see that. But so far, man, I'm, I'm, I'm like, man, clock definitely hit it Good. in the head with this, you know. So I Good. love that. And Beastie Boys died. So I have to get gotta my see the music Beastie. thing up. So yeah, I can yeah. watch it. Yeah, you gotta see the Beastie Boys doc. Uh, I'm sure you gotta be a fan of the Beastie. I mean, who I love the Beasties. I have the book. I right over here in the studio. Yeah. I have the big book. They picture it. it, it it's it. it I learned a lot about the Beastie Boys that I, I didn't know before. You know, like, mm. you know, it's so crazy. Like our image of the Beastie Boys is so, the image of them being on Def Jam is burned in our brain. Right. This whole time, I did not realize they separated from Def Jam. Oh yeah, and when didn't they go with Rick Rubin with Amer- All American or whatever? Oh no 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 no! They they separated. From all of them? All of them. Wow. By so, the time they're doing what? Check your head and Paul's Yeah, Boutique. all of that, all of that, all of that was on um Capitol. Right? Wow. I didn't see. Wow. I didn't even know that. 
I thought they were already, they was always with Ruben. So, you know, without spoiling all of it, because it's a lot of great visuals. They show a lot of pictures you've never seen before. Mm -hmm. All this stuff, like, about how they came up, how band was originally there was like five members because it was more thrash right like yeah they were yeah yeah they were like yes yeah they was more more like punk rock almost like yeah uh, sex pistols kind of (laughs) like so it's like so to see how they evolved into the artists they became at def jam and they were saying basically again i'm not gonna give away too much but they were saying like with their crazy success on um what was it license to ill right yeah yeah their crazy success on license to ill pigeonholed them and put them in this crazy box that they never intended on being put in so all the success was was bad so it was like okay we make you got to fight and all this other stuff right uh, and now we're this that's what we are now we're mm-hmm. the frat boy white group that makes frat boy music and that's what i was talking about earlier is you can get people get stuck on that so fast. People can get stuck on a label on you so fast. And then you, yeah, you do spend all your time trying to like prove yourself that you're not just that. Yep. And that's <laughs> what happened to them. They were stuck in this box. They had so yeah. much success. Russell put these guys on the road. These guys were like, when Madonna, they had, right? They, did yeah. Madonna. They, they were torn for like some crazy, like it was like a year, two years. Right. Like we're talking world around the world. And these guys weren't even like barely 20. And they're like, yo, we don't know what we're doing. We're just, every day is the same day. You know, all of these things. So they ended up burning out. Yeah. And, um, um, oh, God damn it. What is the the, the one that died? Uh, MCA. Yow, Yow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yow. So yeah. Yow, um, Adam Yow. Yeah. So Adam Yow, he's the genius of the group. So it turns out, I didn't know that. Adam's like, he's their soul. He's the spirit. Wow. So every time they ventured into a different sound, it's because of Adam Yow. Mm-hmm. He was like, he was he was a genius. So he would venture them into different sounds. And see, he, he had a different world needle. perspective, you know? And he was the one that burnt out first. Mm. He, he actually left the group. He was like, yeah. yo, this, he's like, man, this shit is whack. Like, I don't want to do mm-hmm. this anymore. Like I'm not, we're not a frat boy group. We didn't get right. the music to do this. Mm-hmm. And Russell's like, and, and and you know what? I gotta give Russell some shit too because you know Russell, you know. And again, I get it. He's an executive, and he's like, this shit is hitting right now. Right. We need you to make two, three more of these. Because that's what the industry is <laughs> gonna tell you. That that's what they're there for is to just put stuff out that is an easy sell. Because there's a difference between what will sell and what is good. Yes. All right, what will get bought and what is good so, is different. So, you know, again. And we have to exist in that. As an artist, we have to move what will get bought into the what is good direction. Yeah, and that, and that's what the BCs were struggling with. They were right. just like, yo, we are so far removed from why we actually got into music. Mm-hmm. And Russell is trying, and Rick, Rick didn't have their back. Right. And, you know, for obviously, because he's a part of the group, you know, with, you know, he's a part of Def Jam, mm-hmm. but you know, Russell wanted them to just make those records forever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and BC boys like, that's not what we're not that artist. Like we, we, they made that record. They said as a joke, right. <laughs> and it just went into this completely different universe. You never know what you get stuck for. Yeah. You know? and, and, you know, and um, just to wrap it up, uh, they, they ended up leaving. 
Um, and they were broke. Russell wasn't giving them their royalties. Wow. Because, you know, they still were technically under contract and, you know, whatever wow. the case may be, there was some technicalities in that. So they hustled their way onto capital and got hustled a deal out right. of capital and it didn't work at first. Paul's wow. Boutique, Paul, Paul's Boutique was a flop. When it came out? Wow. It was a flop. Jeez. Great experimental record. Now right. you look at that record, you're like, what? People the say it's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You look at that record now, you, you, that that project now, you're like, what the fuck was everybody thinking about them? Like, dude, I've been there though. I've literally been there because like we're so quick as people with on the internet nowadays and everything, and everyone feels like they know how things work. We're so quick to say like, oh, those guys had their run and they blew it, or oh, they shouldn't have done this, they shouldn't have done that. But like, you don't know the obstacles that are out of people's control, you know, yep. that might be in their way, label yep. to label or yep. um, flop to hit the ups and downs that people go through. And, you know, you don't know the obstacles that every artist has even to get the crap out to you as a consumer. And uh, I find that stuff interesting. I do like that backstory stuff. Yeah, but they, 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 they went there with nothing. They, they almost lost it all because, you know, Paul's Boutique, they put, you know, they bet the farm on Paul's Boutique. And right. They, it was a it was a it was a flop mm -hmm. in the sense of record sales right and you know and you know Yao, adam Yao was the one that created he came up with the the riff for sabotage yeah iconic so he said uh the story the, the other adam was saying that i guess you know adam Yao Yao was sitting down and he was playing with the guitar they taught themselves how to play all the instruments right in and, Queens in the basement. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, they just he's playing and then he's he got this riff and he's like, What is that? And he's like, Oh, this is this riff I just came up with. Long story short, it birthed sabotage. Yeah, and also and the, the BC boys, and then the BC boys got their their their, their um was back on the scene, right, and became the group we know today. So all of the, the group that they became today, Def Jam had no part of it. Right. And sometimes you do have to um, go with your gut, you know, and stick to your guns. And the thing is, music is so cyclical that like some stuff that goes out of fashion can come back into fashion. One hundred. Like, now, now I feel like people are back into like positive, thoughtful, lyrical hip hop shit. And it was out for a while and the things all go in a circle. So, yeah, I mean, yep. you're alive, it's a great time. Yeah. Griselda is so cool. And that stuff that sounds like. But we grew up. We grew up on. Right. We grew up listening to that style. And of now music. it's like cool, and it's like boutique hip hop, just for being like some mixtape, good mixtape shit. That's like we grew up on. Yeah. So uh, the minute you leave, you vacate your post. You might miss the trend when it comes back around. You know. Perfectly said. Perfectly said. So yeah. So definitely, when you get the chance, check out the Beastie Boy doc. It's great. Uh, yeah. Even y'all. Even y'all listening out there or watching. Yeah. Check out. The Beastie Boys dot. If you love music, if you love the Beastie Boys, you'll love that. If you love low, if you lo if you love lawyer shows, check out the good, the good, the good, uh, fight. The good fight. Yeah. And uh, Ozark, of course. Um, just, I have a list here. Let me just, see. Here's oh, you got a list of stuff that yeah. I had. All right, these are shows I just think should get a shout out that nobody talks about that I think are amazing that we're out this season. <laughs> okay, we got Devs. Oh, I watched Alex that. Garland, amazing. I watched that. Um, in the dark, which is on CW. It's about a blind girl 
who's like has alcohol problems and I she's gotta, a detective. Gotta look into that. That one is super fun. Um, Kidding from Jim Carrey. I had that on my list. I got I, I had so Showtime. I Those get are just Showtime. shows that no one talks about that should be getting more viewers. And I yeah. implore people to. The Jim Carrey show is great. Um, I'm watching. Um, since we're in the things we're watching. Yes. Yes. Next section of the, of the podcast. <laughs> I, I, I've been watching, believe it or not, I've been watching a lot of Star Trek. So yeah, I noticed on Twitter, you're trying to do the whole. Yeah, no, body. you know what? I, I had to revise that plan because I didn't realize how much Star Trek there is. <laughs> There's too much Star Trek. So I've condensed it. So I'm like, okay, I focused on the original series. I only watched the first season of that because, mm-hmm. and I made the decision that I'm just going to focus on, Captain Picard's story, journey. his cool. journey. Like right. it's just too much Star Trek. I'm not gonna watch mm-hmm. all of it. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. So I'm I'm going through Next Generation. I'm on season two, right? Uh, the middle of season two right now, and it's gonna you know it's gonna lead me into the Picard show. And then right. once I get to the Picard show, I can start watching the new Star Wars. I mean Star Wars, Star Trek. Right. Start watching the new Star Trek um, Discovery. So that's the path that I'm on. I had to say, Chuck you cannot watch all of this stuff. <laughs> like that's, it's just too much Star Trek. And did you do Star Wars this year too? All the way through, right? And that was- Yeah, I did that last, I did that in the fall. When yeah. Disney Plus released, mm-hmm. I just ran through all the Star Wars. I have yet to do Star Trek. I watched growing Star up- Star Wars, I, watching both of them now? Yeah. I, I like Star Trek. Right. But it ain't Star Wars. Star Wars Star- is another Star- level. Star Wars is on another planet. <laughs> What's your which one did you like the best? Because you just saw them all for the first time, right? Yes. Um, my favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah. You know what? I probably get shit for it, but I love Revenge of the Sith. That's my favorite. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And some people kind of, you know, that's I the read, first one we see Yoda fight, jumping up, fighting. Right. That's. Yeah. It was nothing but straight up <laughs> fighting in that movie. That's all it was. <laughs> like it was just straight up. I mean, even the, I mean, Han, I mean, freaking uh, Obi Wan and uh, and um, Anakin bang, right. banging out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was twenty minutes, twenty five minutes of straight, we banging out like, yeah, like, yeah. like all over everywhere. Add fire and lava to it. Yeah, yeah. Like you know what I mean? How do you not like that? Like you know it's, what I'm saying? So, so I, Revenge of the Sith is my favorite movie out of the, of the out of all of it, and. Um, I like Rogue One. Rogue One was I love Rogue One. Rogue One's in my top. Rogue yeah. One's was fantastic. Uh, and I've been and I watched The Mandalorian. I watched The Mandalorian. That was great. Mandalorian's like the best thing because that, and that takes place what right after Return of the Jedi. So I mean that's like a good time period in Star Wars because you have all the right characters and ships and things that you want. Yeah. I really like the new one. I saw the new one twice to decide if I liked it. Rise of Skywalker. I watched it. I watched. I have issues with. I, I, yeah, I, most people do. I understand why people had issues. Let's just say this: I understand why people had issues with it. I think it yes. was. I don't see. I, think, I don't think. I think JJ Abrams. Let's listen. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be say something controversial. Yeah. I think JJ Abrams is grossly overrated as a director. I'm sorry, because. I can like, see that. It's like. It's, I don't want to get too in weeds about like, you know, it's like, I just, 
I don't know. It's just his style. It just bothers me. Like he's very on the nose and like straightforward. Like uh, Super Eight, who's his other big movie, and like was done better by by Stranger Things somehow. Like they literally took most of his beats and redid it and made it better and more stylish. Because I just feel like he's very down the middle and on the nose and like like uh, obvious the way he I directs think, stuff. I think I think I think he's it's. He has an issue with execution. Yeah. Like he he's very he can he's an idea guy. But I think it's you know, and every every writer or whatever, some certain writers are more stronger in the beginning. You know, there's issues right. you know, you can pick apart. I think his issues is our endings. He's mm-hmm. not good at them. He's just I not. agree. I didn't watch I didn't watch some, uh I didn't watch um um what's the uh, um show that he was famous for? Oh, uh, what do you do? Fringe, Alias, all this kind of stuff. Um, Lost. Uh, I don't Lost. Know Lost. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I didn't watch Lost. Um, of course, I know about it. I knew people at the time that was watching yeah, yeah. it. And I didn't finish it. <laughs> but um, obviously, people weren't happy how that ended. But I'm seeing a consistency with him where his endings are a little spotty. Like, I didn't really like the ending of, you know, Rise of Skywalker. It was just kind of vague almost like it was it was too much it was just like too much empty space like yeah i don't think he filled the whole entire empty space it's almost disappointing that he knows how to start things with like great characters and then i I don't feel like i loved all of the characters i loved all his additions i loved all his me too i had no problem with them but they didn't go anywhere yeah and they didn't go anywhere and that's the problem with him like he true and he he's you know again i'm not shitting on the guy he's talented uh, but, Han Solo went through so much in three movies in the originals from a, you know, bar dwelling kind of smuggler doesn't care about anybody guy to my third movie. He's like a uh, super uh, war hero yeah, and, and almost a husband, you yeah. know, <laughs> he went through an arc and like John Boyega didn't have an arc. Oscar Isaac didn't have an arc. I mean, Rose Tico didn't have an arc. They just kind of didn't do anything in three movies. Like, uh, you know, John, he just appeared. Right. It was like okay. Um, he didn't like that. He was conflicted. That was, I I applaud JD for adding that because mm-hmm. that's just one of those things you think about. He's like okay, they're human beings. I know right they, shooting they, these things. They I know they some of them must internally battle with what's right and wrong. Mm-hmm. So it was cool for him to add that element, that wrinkle. Like here's a conflicted stormtrooper. Like what are we doing? We're killing. Mm innocent people women and kids and what are we doing what am i doing what is my purpose yeah and there's some good ideas in there and i didn't hate this trilogy at all i also don't think the last jedi fucked us in some serious way that we had to unfuck i hope i can curse on you <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah we, we, we yeah we cuss on him. I, I don't think we had to unfuck ourselves because of the last jedi i think people took, took that way too far yeah it was yeah, visually a really cool movie and it, it was it was visually cool and i think you know once they got out of the jar jar binks era and all that mm-hmm. I see why the the Star Wars nerds hated Jar Jar Binks because that was yes. It was a for what? That's what we call it. For what? Why? And I, I don't that care thing. for like the congressional like uh, Senate of the da da da's government crap, the galactic government crap that they were doing. Didn't it, it, care for it. It, it was it, it was. Ugh. <laughs> ugh. But if people don't watch i i try probably told you this on twitter if people don't watch star wars i tell them to watch the original first three first because those make the most sense Absolutely. and then figure it out <laughs> do you watch um 
I was gonna bring this up, but do you watch The Expanse? So I watched Woo. some of it on Amazon, but I have not kept up. I know they just did another season. Fantastic. I was on The Expanse when they were on sci-fi. Right. And um they're from books, obviously. And I didn't I didn't read the books. Maybe I should, but uh phenomenal. It's like it's like a better it's it's like star it's like Star Trek, but less campy. Wow. Yeah. Like it's like it's like now, Star Wars and like it's almost like that. It's almost like Star Wars meets Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Dope. And it's done in a very great way. The stories is fantastic. Have you seen Firefly? No, but it's I've I've been told that it's one of the greatest shows ever made. Among that type of thing, <laughs> yeah. It's it's it, you would love it. For what you're talking about, you would love it. And so yeah, I'm gonna watch the expanse. I gotta check it out. I've Yo, the expanse is fantastic. When they got stuck. And shout out yeah. for Amazon for picking it up. Right. Have no idea why sci-fi canceled it in the first place. They canceled all their good shows. They canceled Farscape, which was Farscape was one of the best shows they ever made. That's on Amazon too. It's a little older, but they canceled that out of nowhere. It's such a disappointment. It, it just kind of scratches your head sometimes that they cancel some of these shows. You're like, I don't get it. Like, you know, like, but shout out to Amazon for picking up the expanse. Check out the expanse, man. It just finished this season. It is fantastic. Yeah. Like the, all the actors, the women actors, the men actors, mm-hmm. they're all great. You know, so I and sci-fi is cool because sci-fi they have always been ahead of the curve on like like you're talking about like having all different types of people in the shows too. Like I find that like they're uh, just the way they approach gender and and colorblind casting and everything. And sci-fi has always been bigger because some of the people might be green or blue or purple <laughs> by the time it's done anyway. And like there's <laughs> always been a great tradition of that of having kick-ass women characters like yep. Ripley and Alien. Yep. And just like you know, pushing the boundaries of things, and 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 they've been doing it for a while, and yeah, it's kind of what the trend is now. You see a lot of these strong woman characters, a lot of these uh, 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 non-binary characters, right, right. Seeing a lot of those now, um, or just also, having more folks that are not white, like not yeah, yeah, every yeah. show needs like ten white people because I even I get confused. I'm white, and I'll be like, I don't know which guy that is. Hey, thank you, thank. <laughs> You said it. I didn't have to say it. You said it. Some people look alike. I watch like American Horror Story, and I'm like, this is too many brown-haired, chiseled jaw. Like, I have no idea which guy this is. <laughs> so. You know, it's just it's just all a part of directing and casting properly, right. writing the right parts. Cast- That's something that is important to me as a viewer. I like to look at that and just see what who's who's doing things in a modern way. I mean that's all you can ask for as a viewer. Right, exactly. Just give it to me. I'm paying for it. Give it to me. Entertain mm-hmm. me. You know? Have you seen uh Upload? I've been hearing about I've been hearing about Upload too. I give it a good recommendation. It's good. Yeah. Okay. You want to start it? I mean, you weren't feeling it? I struggle with campy stuff. So mm-hmm. I know it's a little campy. It depends on how campy like I, fe- I felt it pretty. I felt it was actually smarter than I thought it was going to be. It's less. And that's of what a I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. Than I thought. Yeah. And, that, and yeah. that's and that's that's encouraging me because I'm hearing that exactly what you just said. I'm it hearing- has more life. Yeah. Analysis in it than I. Oh, thought. speaking of a show like that, that will throw people off, and you would say, "Whoa, I didn't think it was as deep as it is because of how it's shot." BoJack Horseman. Oh, I love it. I haven't finished. Watch either, BoJack Horseman. It. it is. It's probably the 
one of the best animated series I've ever seen. Like the storytelling, the characters mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Like it's really, really good insightful writing in that show. Like it's those characters go through real shit. Right. Like there's I'm always a sucker for there's, like there's there's addiction kind of issues, there's relationship issues, there's there's uh all types of issues, childhood mm-hmm. uh turmoil, how people grew up, how Bojack grew up, his childhood was shitty. And he's like a fading star, right? He's like and he's a fading star. I'm a sucker for that. I love the fading star. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's very it's very very. I check it out, Bojack Horseman. That's on Netflix. Check yeah, that yeah. out. We just giving you all the hottest, like really acclaimed, really great, you know, well you done time. shows that are out. You know, got time now. You, you got know? the time, so check it out. You know, stay so, home. So and and, and just on an ending note, I'm watching. Uh, drag race too so my version of drag race is and that's rupaul's drag race yeah it's, she, i've seen it it's pretty cool i watched queer eye which is my that's my version of that that's okay. my guilty pleasure yeah, yeah, queer and they, eye, same thing and they re and they relaunched that recently on netflix correct that's the one i'm watching i've never seen the old one but i needed something in between all the serious shows to like watch and i put one out with my lady and it was like hair clothes confidence that stuff I love, anybody I love, needs. I, I love these shows, man. You know, I watched RuPaul Drag. I'm just completely fascinated with RuPaul, period. Right. I mean, I don't think he gets his props. He's one of the... No, legend. He's been famous our whole life. Yeah, and, and not just that. He is one of the best creators on mm-hmm. TV right now, and he doesn't get his just due. Like, right now, on fr- he's he's pretty much owning VH1 Friday nights. Right. right. So nice. he's got he's got Drag Race out now. He's got uh, like a celebrity drag race, right? And then now, and then after that, he's he's gonna have all stars coming out, like, and that's coming in June. Like, he's killing them right now. Like, he's like content it's queen. A, like, a, and, you know, I, I I said this. I said I said I was like, damn, okay, sis, okay, sis, yeah. <laughs> you killing them right now, okay, sis. <laughs> I love it because it's a great tradition of. People have been doing that since like Tootsie or Big Mama's House or Nutty Professor or White Chicks or Sorority Boys. I mean, there is a vaudeville comedy tradition, just like a unicycle and a, and a hat is a comedy tradition of this kind of humor and or this kind of performance, I'll say. And so like it comes from a long line of, of entertainment and vaudeville. The thing is, these people, these people are some of the most entertaining, some of the most talented people on the walking the planet. Yeah. You're talking about drag queens can do it all. They mm-hmm. could sing, they could dance, they can act, they could craft things, they could do everything. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and, and I'm just entertained by it, man. Like I don't, I don't have this crazy male masculine. No, me neither. The hangups, because like, yo, I spent my whole life fucking bitches, like having fun. I'm not. Why would I have hangups? I don't understand. If you're a I don't normal care. person, you're, you're just you... a person. You just. And it's also, it's not a reason to be mean to somebody either. No, it's not a reason to be mean to somebody. Period. Like, there's so many reasons you could, you know, somebody stole your money, somebody hit you with a car, somebody did this, somebody did that. But that's not a reason to be mad at somebody. Absolutely not. And, and <laughs> I, I honestly, when I when I see. When I see people present themselves the way they want to present themselves in a quote unquote controversial way, like being in drag queen, uh, being in drag or any type of, you know, alternate lifestyle that we would see as alternate. It really doesn't. I honestly, dude, I honestly don't think about it. Like I just look at it and I'm just like, I'm just entertained, dude. I don't, 
you know, some, you know, my brothers, they'll come up here sometimes mm-hmm. like, oh, you're watching this. I'm like, yeah. And, yeah. Well, <laughs> like, if we I'm were interested. all the same, like if everybody was the same, it'd be so boring too. I know that's like cliche, but I think about it because the same thing when I watch Queer I'm like, if I didn't have that perspective from Karamo or Jonathan or whatever, if everybody was like me, we'd all be wearing joggers all day and nothing would look nice. And you know what I mean? <laughs> which, 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 by the way, I do every day. <laughs> oh, all day. I'm in track suits and joggers. But like, I, you need other people's perspectives and culture to like uh, keep shit interesting. That's how food works. That's how art works. I mean, it has to move forward by some kind of outside perspectives. Yeah. And, and that's what makes life, um, yes. that's what can make life exciting. Is when yes. you, it's when it's like a, you know, it's like a, a, a palette of different colors and paints, you know, and you're just painting this this mural it's right. got different colors you know what i mean like imagine painting a mural with just two colors right i hate to be too after school special but it just it really does make you see especially during the quarantine it makes you see that we're all just so similar as humans we are all just literally humans with our ear holes and our mouth hole and our breathing holes and we're trying not to catch covid and we all stay in our house and nobody has more than i mean you know it's just like we are all really having a human experience right now. And to me, it's making me see how similar we all are. We're just trying to figure it out. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> we all have hopes and dreams that we're not doing because we're in the house. You know, uh, all of a sudden, everybody became closer to, to me. We're all human experience having right now. Right? And, and this is the time to, to, to draw you close to everybody, you know, family, your friends. Yeah. Um, it's, it's one of those difficult times. And, but you got to be patient. You got to, you just have to appreciate every day now. Like, mm-hmm. and that's what I've been trying to do. Just appreciate every day, you know, cause it, you know, I know it's, it's cliche, but tomorrow isn't promised for anyone. Not now, bro. Not especially now. right now, <laughs> especially right yeah. now. But on the end of the note, I just want to let you get your, uh, you know, it's time for plugs, time for plugs. <laughs> so um, tell everybody, tell all the listeners, viewers, what you're getting into, what's new, that's what's upcoming for Clockwise. And where's well, your, your socials, how they can find your music, yeah. all of those things. If you're new to the whole thing, uh, I just make thoughtful, fun, indie hip-hop music. It's very musical. I like to talk about art and ideas and fun things. So follow me. Everything is at Clockwise, spelled like a rapper, K-L-O-K-W-I-Z-E. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everything is at Clockwise. Um, I have a new single coming out the end of May, which is now under taping, uh, called All Is Good, that I recorded with a real talented guy named Asher. And it's uh, just the best record I've done in a long time. And it's like a lullaby for what we're going through. Because I recorded it in the beginning of March, right when I could still, when I could still leave my house and do stuff, but like things were starting to close in and get bad. And that that energy is like, it's about what is still good in your life. You look outside, you see the sunshine, you see a bird in a, landing in a nest, you see a whatever, the smell of a, a honey bun, whatever it is, that's like all is good for you that brings you to that place. So oh, that's dope. That's dope. my plug is just all is good clockwise, K-L-O-K-W-I-Z-E. Check out all the discography. Charles knows it. Yes. Clockwise. Check him out. He's on all your streaming platforms of your YouTube, choice. Everything. And, and check, um, check him out. And for me, on the end of note for me, it's, you know, you know what it is. It's Voice Junkie Pod. You can find at Voice Junkie Pod on all your social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Also, Chuck Westworld on all 
social media platforms. Um, and also, I stress this as being an independent creator, like Clockwise as well. Um, definitely think about supporting the podcast, supporting all uh, independent media. You can support mine over at patreon.com slash Chuck Westworld. Um, you can supply, you know, you, you can provide, not supply. You can, <laughs> you could provide a dollar a month. You could provide $5 a month. There's different tiers. Um, different tiers have different, uh, benefits, obviously. Um, check it out. So that's patreon.com slash at Chuck Westworld. Um, that's it, man. We're going to wrap this up. I want to thank Clockwise for coming through. Uh, that's the most social interaction I've had all week. Thank you. <laughs> Man, we got it. We can't go outside. Well, we can, but we can't. But uh, mm -hmm. we, we, we try to do what we can do here at the Voice Junkie Pod. So, on that note, thanks everybody for listening. Until next time. All right. Peace.